Sport Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello. Sorry about that. A little bit late getting going here on the Full Court Press. 402 is your kickoff time here on a Friday, April 12th, or April, well, August 20th. Shows you the kind of day I'm having right now, huh? Welcome to the Full Court Press. So happy to have you guys joining us, however, wherever you're doing so, on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, uh, 1069thefan.com, and of course, our mobile free app, 1069thefan. Uh, got a lot to get to. The NBA schedule is out. We'll tell you where the Utah Jazz, what their schedule looks like. Uh, it's a very daunting ending to, to the schedule, uh, as it usually has been for the Utah Jazz. They do have that East Coast swing as well. They have a West Coast swing um, and some holiday games uh, in on the main holidays. So we'll get to all that. Uh, we have our Friday Five Best. Uh, we have uh, Utah State football scrimmage tomorrow. We'll be telling you what we're looking out for. And Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, he is the beat writer for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we got a chance to talk with him this morning and ask about Jordan Love. Uh, you'll hear from him. I'm, I'm, we're excited about playing that too. And Tom was great too. He uh, gave us some great information kind of on where Jordan Love is. Uh, and he was, he was up front. He was honest, you know about what he was doing and what he could do, uh, where he needs to get better at, but what he's seen that he likes. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, we're excited about uh, being able to play the interview, get, interview for you guys. I think, we, I think you're all going to really like what you see and what you hear. Uh, our Gil Mortgage text line is open for you. Gil Mortgage, uh, of course, who does a wonderful job. Uh, we had a chance to spend our show there yesterday. Uh, it was wonderful. A big thanks to 9463, by the way, for delivering that pizza. That was well-timed. Uh, that was awesome. It's good to meet you, 9463, as well, and say hello. It's it's always good to put a face with the phone number, right? I remember when, <laughs> so I used to do radio in Salt Lake, of course, for sports, and when someone would hear my voice on the radio, and then they'd see me in person, they'd be like, wow, you don't even look like what I thought you would look like when I hear your voice on the radio. And I thought, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And they would just laugh. And I was like, oh, that's that's not good. But no, a big thanks to uh, all you guys. Uh, chance to be able to uh, get to get to see our listeners. We'll, we'll be out at Gil Mortgage again soon. We'll actually uh, be there in September. We'll let you know when that all comes up. Uh, but again, uh, thanks to Gil Mortgage for being a part of our show. 435-339-0321 is the way to text in. Again, 435-339-0321. 21 to text into our Gill Mortgage text line. We'd love to hear from you. In fact, actually, do you know what? What? Good gosh, that sucks. Uh, we didn't come up with a Friday Five Best. So here's what we're going to do. Because our listeners are so good about creating a Friday Five Best. Like, for example, I did not plan on talking about power forwards yesterday in the NBA. But there we were arguing about power forwards in the NBA. I loved it. It was a good segment. So what I want to do is, Eric, you and I are not going to pick our Friday Five best. Our listeners are going to pick our Friday Five best today. I want to hear from our listeners. Give us some options of a... Actually, whatever option you discuss, we'll discuss it. Friday Five best. What do you want us to do as a Friday Five best? 435 339 Again, 
888-900-0321. What do you want us to do as a Friday Five Best today? And we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll go wild. I'm, uh, we'll hear from them. Let's see. 4086. We'll go wild. We will. We'll be. We will be we'll crazy. Naughty. Okay. Uh, let's see. Four zero eight six. Then how about the five best nicknames in minor league baseball? So is he saying like the team logo names? Is that what he's saying? That could be fun. Oh, dude, this could get not. This could get really bad. There's some. There's some pretty silly ones the out there. New Orleans baby cakes. Mud hens. The well, so. Steve Klauke hates chihuahuas. He's a voice of Salt Lake Bees, so he'll never call it a chihuahua. He'll be like the El Paso Yipper Yappers. That's how he says it. Or mini dogs. He'll never call him a chihuahua. It's amazing. What's he got against little dogs? I don't know. He Well, he hates hot dogs with ketchup. He hates movies. He doesn't go to the movies in theaters. He won't, and in fact, he won't watch movies, especially sports movies. Won't do it. Um, And he, I guess he hates chihuahuas as well. What do you know? <laughs> All right, yeah, so, fr- okay, uh, keep them coming, though. Let's see, uh, 4086. I saw one today, and somebody was going to be the traffic cones for the night. Wait, what? I saw one today, and somebody was going to be the traffic cones for the night. Interesting. Not sure how to... Interpret that. Thanks, 4086. Uh, we also have Region 11 football tonight. Uh, we have six, all six teams are in action. We're going to tell you how to find those games, where to find those games. Uh, yeah. Hey, Aji, there's a game tonight. Yes, among, there is, Eric. Among Region 11 schools that if you had to choose only one game to watch, this listen to, to watch? or go to, there's one that absolutely, in my mind, stands above all others. So we'll we'll talk about that and what else is on the schedule tonight. Um, well, now we love all our schools equally, but there is a favorite tonight. Yes. Well, there's one matchup that really, in my mind, stands out above any others. I don't know if you're thinking of the same one I am. We've not discussed this. We never talked to do show prep. Yeah, we we talked about a lot of things, and show prep did not come up to surprisingly so, not once. So what happens tonight will be an experience for both Ajay, myself, and our listeners. Eight zero zero three text in MCHS versus Wasatch. If we were doing wrestling, I would say that would be the match. Ooh, that would be a great at matchup all, on the I mat. Would, I used to salivate at those kind of things, like Box Elder versus Mountain Crest, or Mountain Cresting in a duel versus Wasatch, or whatever. But uh, in football, with all due respect, not the one I'm really looking out for, to be honest. 9315, the five best Region 11 high school fan chants. I don't know. Actually, I'm if not I've heard aware enough what the fan chants yeah, are. I've got to be honest. I haven't listened to them close uh, enough. Help educate us on what the fan chants yeah, are. I mean, I hear the cheerleader chants. Like, I and have my then we my will head. do our five best based on that. And I feel like it's just all like a competition, like... Uh, hey, we still own you, or nine in a row, or something like that, and they'll be like, uh, we're state champions, you know? I, uh, It's just, I don't know. I don't listen to the chants that much. Yeah, but if you know what they are, uh, let us know, and then we will give you our five best. But We for, will determine who we think are the five best. But I do, I do like the five best minor league nicknames. That's that's good. Um. So, yeah, again, texting five. We need a Friday five best. 
435-339-0321 to text into our show. Uh, If you got other comments or questions or concerns about the sports world, let us know. You know what we need to do, Eric? I've came up with a really solid idea. We need to have no sports talk, like a segment where we just, like we talk about something other than sports for two minutes, whether it's cooking, whether it's a movie you watched, a show you watched, um, uh, you know, a toilet you had to fix, a mess you had to clean up. Who wants to listen to that? I just, I, I mean, because you come up with some really bad takes in sports sometimes, and I feel like maybe you need a break from sports and talk about something else. It's just a suggestion. That's all I'm saying. Uh, let's see. The 9315, the five funniest things said on the full court press. All oh, that could be good. You got you got to let me grab the audio for those ones though. And the okay, so the funniest things usually done is actually when we're not on air. It's when we're doing what we call our teaser. So like you'll hear it on our show, you know, or at least on our station. Hey, it's our friends and Algie Southson coming up on the full court press on Friday. Yada yada yada. And that's when things get goofy because we've been on the air for two hours. We're making fun of each other. We're saying things that we would never say on air. Um, Eric is probably worse about that than me. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I always have a hard time. I can never do it in one take. You can't do it in one take. Dude, I'm like, hey, let's go home. Let's get this done. Oh, no. Actually, the problem is, is you're sitting there for 10 minutes watching some stupid video. And then I'm like, are you ready? Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. What, what, what are we talking about tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, fine. Here it is. Okay, well, uh, you go first. I get it done in one take. We're ready to go. And then I'm like, all right, Eric, here you go, buddy. You got this. You, then you make some stupid comment and, and then, I can't stop. I don't know what you're talking I about. I don't I know what you're do talking about. Laugh. No, I don't know what you're talking about. And then <laughs> and then you'll have to stop, start, stop, start, reset. And I have to, it takes me like 15 minutes to edit, then play, then put it into the system. I still got to go post our show. And you're just getting the all, you know, you're getting all kick out of it. Loving life. Yeah, figure like you've that. got nowhere else to go. I want to go home. Why don't you hang out with me for I a little while home. longer? You don't want to hang out with me. You're so full of crap. Yeah, that's a lie. Uh, Eric, uh, USU football scrimmage tomorrow, uh, high noon at Merlin Hilton Field or Maverick Stadium, whatever you want to call it. And uh, by the way, bring an umbrella. Plan on rain. It's going to rain. I was just pulling up my little good old handy dandy weather app. Okay, here is let's uh, take a two twenty second break to go to Eric France with the weather. Eric, uh, partly scout, partly cloudy skies all morning, and then right at noon, forty percent chance of uh, thunderbolt. Okay, if there's lightning, they're not going to do it outdoors, right? And that is forty uh, percent at one o'clock, forty percent at two o'clock, and goes up to sixty uh, percent at three o'clock. Dude, they're not going to so do something's it out- rolling in. Saturday afternoon, and hopefully it just holds off until yeah. the scrimmage concludes. Crossing oh. fingers, toes, eyes, whatever else. Ears, mouth, and nose. Oh. How do you cross your ears? It's possible. Never mind. I don't want to know. Yes. I don't want to hear your explanation of how here, you do that. Lend me your ear. Come here. Come over here so I can cross them. Oh. You'll like it. You'll feel relaxing and therapeutic. Oh. Uh, yeah, but look, I'm excited about the scrimmage tomorrow. I'm excited to see... We, I mean, we've, we've talked about it already a lot. The running back situation, the offensive line situation, those are really the two positions I'm looking at tomorrow afternoon. 
Uh, I want to see what Calvin looks like. DHC, um, Noah. I, I get, again, just yeah, uh, back to stand out. You can, you can list off five, six different names of guys who are in that running back group, and who's the guy? Who is it? We don't know. Hasn't been established. Even Devontae Henry Cole, who's got the most experience in this program, I guess, should have been the heir apparent, but that's not clear. You got some of these transfers coming in from notable places, but they're not really separating themselves either. You got some guys that are coming up through the program looking for their shot. They haven't really claimed it either. So when I spoke with offensive coordinator Anthony Tucker uh, a couple weeks ago, he made it clear. I'd rather have several guys with fewer touches than a few guys with a lot of touches. Because when those guys get in there, they're going to be more explosive. They're going to have more gas in the tank. They're not going to be worn down. They're not going to be gassed. But, Ajay, there's still some uncertainty in my mind as to who even gets the rock still. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Does that mean, is that spread out between two guys? Is it spread out across five, six? That that many just doesn't really do it for me. Let's figure it out. Narrow it down to two guys. Maybe three. Maybe three. But let's figure out who your top two guys who are going to be consistent in the run game, in pass blocking, and in receiving. Who can catch the ball out of the backfield? Maybe we don't have that guy who can do all those things. But do we have the do we have it figured out? The the, the best couple of guys in those situ, in the right situation to fill that role? That's what I still don't know. That's what I'm going to be looking for on Saturday. You know what else I'm looking forward to is seeing uh, the uh, new brothers who just entered onto the team coming on play. Be watching out for them. What do they look like? Offensive line and defensive line, do they help out? Uh, that's that's another thing. I mean, they're highly yeah. recruited. And if they're practicing, they're also playing. Right. How do they fit in? You know, What's the, the, the depth and the rotations that are coming through? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, 9315, I hope to see some play at or below the 20-yard line. I think you will. Um, the last scrimmage, they didn't have any oh, red zone, red zone yeah. stuff. I know they've been working on that. Um, they didn't really show us that in the spring. Uh, I don't know if they're just holding it out not to show their hand. But... Um, We'll see if that uh, if they do it and give us a chance to see that. I hope they do. It, it's it, this is for the fans. Yeah. As much as it is to uh, work on a few things, it's a this fall scrimmage is a showcase for the fans. They get them excited for your upcoming season for the talent that you have. And what uh, are they going to show us? Nine three one five two places like Alabama have so many stand out that it doesn't matter who gets the rock. If so, is USU the same this year? Yeah, the thing with like Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Texas, I'll be put Oklahoma in there for heaven's sakes, is that they have such a deep depth chart of backs, right? That, I mean, and your first three are just monsters. 
And after that, I mean, there's there is a drop off. I don't know about how much. Um, and I, I think just in a Utah State regard, I think we're in that maybe in that category. We have, you know, two or three good backs. I would say. I mean, I don't know what the other two look like. I don't know how you would rank it. I have no idea. Um, but I don't. Depends on the talent. Like Alabama does it because they have so much talent. Is USU is is that the reason why, or is it based on the fact that they just really haven't had anybody, honestly, like stand out the way they should? No but I, I think it's a group of running backs. I mean, in my observations, this looks like a group of running backs who, who could do a, a, a decent job. If it was one of the any one of those guys who was just their job, I think they'd do okay. They'd get into a rhythm, and I think that they'd do okay. But I don't know if I see a guy in that group that I think he's going to be great. He's a difference maker. Having him on the offense is going to give the Aggies yards and at least X number of points a game. Like Gerald Bright, he was great. I knew that at least he could give the Aggies a touchdown a game. We've had other running backs before. Give at least a, a touchdown and a half, maybe even two touchdowns a game, just because of how good he is. It's a workhorse. He's going to oh, punish. Yeah. A, he's going to punish the defense. I don't know that we've got that clearly defined guy here just yet, and I don't know if it's because the coaching staff just trying to be judicious about letting everybody have a chance and just seeing what they have, or if they just there's there's just no separation yet. I don't know. So that's that's a really big thing for me to watch on uh, on Saturday. That's a good point. Uh, again, four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to text into the our show, uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, five eight seven nine. Uh, some of the proposed rosters in chat forums for USU football have a lot of the same starters as last year. What are your thoughts? I think things are going to change this year. <laughs> I mean, Savon Scarborough's going to start. Devin Tompkins is going to start. Jordan Nathan. Uh, but Kyle Van Leeuwen becomes a new starter. Uh, I don't know what their backs look like. I don't think Andrew Peasley's starting over Logan Bonner, at least in game one on snap one. Uh, your defense is going to look pretty similar. Kevin Metzen, Hybrid Bond, Andre Grayson Jr. But your backers are a little bit different. And Justin yeah. Rice, defensive Same with the defensive front, too, yeah. with some of the transfers. Yeah. So, yes, look... Everybody came back from a year ago, and then you add a, a bunch of transfers. Um, there's going to be a lot of similarities, but Coach Anderson has said he's not big on depth charts, um, and uh, he's been pretty coy with trying to to say who uh, who's going to be a starter and who won't be, who's going to be a backup. Yeah, that's. I think that's going to be the question coming out tomorrow too. Is is by scrimmage two, or excuse me, after scrimmage two, I think they have a pretty good idea of what starters are going to look like because you're two weeks, three, two and a half, three weeks away from game one of the season, and you need to start getting ones into there and, and, and putting a playbook together to know you know, what it's going to look like, have a script for your opening drive, and have those players familiar with it. And so, yeah, yeah it could get intriguing, I would say. I But again, I don't think a lot of the... Start. I mean, more or less, a lot of starters would be the same guys this year, except for the 
I wouldn't say main positions, but I mean receivers, defensive backs, and a couple of line. I mean, one linebacker for sure, and Kevin Metzenheimer. Uh, I would be starting. So again, tomorrow a high noon at uh, Maverick Stadium on Merlin Olson Field. Scrimmage is open and free to the public. Come on out. Uh, do bring an umbrella just in case, and uh, we'll get. A Are clean, umbrellas allowed though? Oh, I don't know if umbrellas are allowed. Actually, yeah, I need to check myself. Bring a rain jacket. Bring a rain jacket. Just yeah, bring a rain jacket and uh, weather it out. No pun intended. Hey, speaking of college football, have you seen this whole ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12 announce to announce alliance? I'll take that um, as a no. Yes, I've read a little bit about it, and it's it, like they're talking to each other. There's nothing really formal here. It's not like they're changing contracts. Uh, I, I think they're just, hey, we got to watch out for the big bad SEC. This is what now forty-one schools versus what's the SEC now? Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, I will say this, and this is according to David Hale of ESPN.com. Quote, the most immediate concern might be the expansion of the college football playoff. A working group helmed by Notre Dame AD Jack Swarbrick, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, Big 12 Commissioner Bob uh, Bowlesby, and Mount West Commissioner Craig Thompson designed the proposed 12-team expansion, but several sources and members of the Pac-12 and Big 10 had expressed concern over the scope of the expansion, preferring a 6- or 8-team model instead. Two of the ACC's most influential coaches, being Mac Brown and Dabble Sweeney of North Carolina and Clemson, respectively, both criticized the 12-team approach, too. When news broke about the SEC's flirtations with Texas and Oklahoma, the backlash intensified, uh, with uh, Klevkoff expressing his opinion that the leagues might benefit most by waiting until the playoffs TV rights can go to the market in 2025, end quote. So it sounds like their intent is to um, work together rather than poach each other yeah. uh, for you know, realignment so, among the ranks. And I think that's what it is. Is I mean, now they understand that there's you know cross conference rivalries, whether that be Georgia and Georgia Tech, uh, Notre Dame and Clemson, uh, Clemson and South Carolina, so on and so forth. But I think the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12 are saying, look, like we can't be giving them the benefit of the doubt and allowing them to come out and play us because then that gives them even more of a, you know, a leash to kind of control the dog, if you will. Uh, and so you could probably see Big 12, Pac-12, excuse me, Big Ten, Pac-12, and the ACC all say, look, we're just going to play each other in non-conference games. Unless it's a rivalry, don't touch them. Stay away from the SEC. We'll figure out, and we'll schedule each other instead. So, the, who does the SEC schedule? Just each other? No, they have to schedule a bunch of non-Power 5 teams. Go call the uh, the American Athletic, yeah. the Mountain West, Cincinnati, the Boise State, Utah State, whatever you got to get. They're going to have to call their teams because I, I don't but think— But honestly, is that a bad thing? No, no, not at all. That's great. Like, the SEC is going to be like, hey— uh, I don't know, South Carolina. Do you want to come over to Auburn and play a football game? Or not South Carolina, excuse me, I apologize. North Carolina, do you want to come over and play a football game against us? No, we don't. Like, we're not going to help you. You don't need help. But then Purdue's going to call North Carolina and say, hey, let's do it. Let's put a game together. Absolutely, let's do it. Let's put a series together. A one and one home and home 
That's that's what you're. Yeah. Gonna, I think you're going to see okay. a lot, of, and I think the SEC is going to call G five and call G five schools and say, "Hey, let's let's put something together." the The funny part and the kicker and the cherry on top of this all would be if those G five teams ended up winning those games. That's what I would love. <laughs> It'd be great. I'd like to see Wyoming and Nevada, Boise State, uh, Cincinnati, Houston, UCF. Uh, beat some of these Power 5 teams. We've seen that a lot more, too. That's what we should do one time. Friday 5 best. Best G5 upset over Power 5 conferences in football games. Mm. That would There's be been good. some really good ones over oh, the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been some great ones over the years. And unfortunately, none of them contain Utah State. That's <laughs> oh, they've come so close so many times. Oh, yeah. there There's the saying right there. So close, so many times. I know. <laughs> Uh, all right, we are going to take a break. Uh, we'll have our Friday. Again, give us our, your Friday five best, 435-339-0321. We want to know what you want to us to rank as a Friday five best. We've had minor league nicknames, which is really good. Uh, that's the only one we've had so far that would actually count as really good. So we'll do that. Uh, right, talk, somebody mentioned uh, chants for the high school, yeah, but you I, need to give us what those chants are. Yeah, I, I don't know what the chants are, man. Uh, I'm but, so often just stuck here in the building making sure the broadcasts happen okay that oh, I don't, don't get to... Like you trying to throw a pity party No, again? I'm just saying I don't get to go to the arenas already? and hear what the atmosphere is like. God, would you stop it already? Uh, we also got to... Uh, we're going to get to some preseason football. Uh, don't forget, later in the second hour, you're going to hear from Tom uh, Silverstein. Stein. The, you said it was Steen. No, it's Stein. No, you told me Steen four times today. No. And now you're telling me Stein. Eric, pick a name. It's Silverstein. And stick with it. I have been consistent. Yeah, right. Uh, so we'll have that. Uh, that He's talking Green Bay Packers, specifically Jordan Love in that situation. And another Aggie yeah. on the oh, roster. Oh, yeah, another Aggie on the roster that, mm-hmm. you, that you thought of in the interview, thank goodness. Uh, and uh, we'll also talk Region 11 football as well. But NBA schedule is out for the Utah Jazz. What does it look like? They are playing on two major holidays. One of them on national television. Only one game on ABC. A few on ESPN. None on TNT, by the way, at least that I saw. Wow. Really? I need to go look at that again, but I think that's what I saw. Wow. All right. That's surprising. Text in for 8003, five best OJ quotes. Dude, we could do that, <laughs> and it'd be great. 435-339-0321 to text in to 1069 The Fan. It's back to school time. You're getting the clothes and the supplies, but don't forget the haircut. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look, like Redken, Matrix, Biolage, and Bricado. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. Oh, hey, they're also enrolling for fall classes right now. Create your own individuality at New Horizons Beauty College in Logan. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We love to give back to the community. From August 16th to August 28th, we will donate a portion of our sales to the family place of Cash Valley. One of the ways you can help us is to come look at the new Harvest Right freeze dryers we have in stock. These freeze dryers will save you money by reducing waste. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Listen for a live radio broadcast Saturday. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. 
If you're in charge of hiring a company for commercial janitorial services for your building, call American Maintenance. For reliable cleaning of your business, American Maintenance is your simple solution. Curb-to-curb services, American Maintenance has you covered. For commercial janitorial services, American Maintenance. Call 512-0014. That's 512-0014. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a Lone Star State battle and bragging rights are on the line as the Dallas Cowboys host the Houston Texans. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as the preseason continues on. Will the Cowboys find the win column or can the Texans make it two wins in a row? It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Saturday beginning at 5.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Full Court Press, Eric Franson, Amaje Salveson, 430, your time right now on a Friday, August 20th. Six teams in action for Region 11 football to get to you. Uh, who's playing who and how you can find those games, where you can listen to them. Uh, and then I believe, Eric, is it next week we have the Rocky Mountain kickoff, Logan versus Stansbury, I believe it re- at... Uh, Up at Maryland Utah State? Yeah. Yeah. Is that next week? That's next... That's next week. Next week. Nice. we got a lot of... Uh, non-traditional game times and kickoffs and locations in week three. Do we? Yes. So we have three schools that are up in Idaho. We've got Logan, which is at Utah State. Ridgeline's game's even different than normal because it's got a five o'clock kickoff. The only game that's like normal (laughs) is like Mountain Crest that week. They host Box Elder. So what time does Skyview play at next Friday? Well, they play at 7, but they're up in Rigby. Oh. So st- Green Canyon's up in Idaho as well. They're at Madison High School, but they play Skyline. That's on Friday. And then Bear River plays that same weekend, but on a Saturday against Madison. So there's three schools that are up in Idaho next week. Logan's going to be up at USU. Ridgeline plays at 5. Ooh. So it's it's a unique schedule next week. Hey, three four two six text in five best Aggie wins of all time. We always dwell on the five worst Aggie losses of all time. Why not the five best wins? He's right. He's a hundred percent right. I am always dwelling on, dude. We should have beat Auburn. Oh, we should have beat Wisconsin. Oh, we should have beat Oklahoma. Oh, we should have beat Michigan State. Wake Forest. Yada 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 yada. Five best Aggie football wins of all time. That could be good. Mm, I like that. That's saucy. That's see, and we're bringing some into positivity. I still like the five best object quotes. A zero zero three's got a great point there. Hey, by the way, hit me, AJ. Happy National Radio Day. What? Today is National Radio Day. Really? So happy National Radio today. Well, happy National to Radio to all day of to our you. friends in radio. No, who cares about them? Just both near and to far. You. No, we don't give a crap. Are you saying that? Yes, to we, sure we do. Are you saying it to Salt Lake too? I'm saying it to everybody who's in radio. No, who forget them, Eric? 
happy radio day to it's you. A, it's a cool industry. Lots it is of a cool industry. Interesting cats in this business. There are a lot of weird people in the business. Dude, <laughs> there's I've, a lot of really cool hey, people too, though. I've got a story off off air. I got to tell you. So please remind me to tell you a story off air. I can't <laughs> tell you on air because for so many reasons you'll understand. But I got to tell you. Speaking of radio cats and interesting, I got a story for you. Okay then. Hey, uh, Auburn uh, head coach Brian Harson tested positive for COVID uh, just today, actually. So he's going to be out of practice for a little bit. Um, he says, as we, uh, as we have navigated through the pandemic, contingency plans have been in place should a situation like this arise. Uh, just like in a game, a team handles that adversity and may and can make necessary adjustments that are the most successful. I have full confidence in our coaching staff and team, and I know they will continue to prepare with the same intensity and focus that they have since camp started, end quote. So he has not publicly said if he's been vac- vaccinated or not, which I get. Or and he does not confirm if team other team members have or will need to quarantine as a result of the positive test. That is per Heather Dinich. Of his I, former stomping grounds, mm-hmm. looks like they are announcing uh, Hank Bachmeyer as the starting quarterback in week one. Yep, I'm not surprised. And then Hawaii. Uh, is not allowing fans for home games. Is that correct? That's true. Uh, not surprised. The, the case counts in Hawaii are going off the charts. Yeah, not it's, surprised. It's not good in Hawaii. Um, and so they're saying, okay, no fans. We got to do what we can to prevent the spread. Yep. So no fans, no big group gatherings, which honestly is not maybe really not a bad thing because they're in a different location this year. Yeah. And it's... It's not a very big arena as it is. No. So. And Utah State plays Hawaii at home this year, so that's good for them. Yeah. Uh, and then for the, since we're talking about, you know, football and scheduling and coaches and whatnot, from uh, Hawaii, to, from their former head coach to now he's in Washington State, Nick Rolovich has been a bit of a lightning rod in the state of Washington oh, over uh, vaccination. Yeah, you're putting it nicely, Eric. And. He, the, the governor of, of Washington issued a mandate saying all state employees, and that's not just your bureaucrats and the people that are running the different offices around the state. It includes university personnel, which includes coaches and assistant coaches. Nick Rolovich is the highest paid employee, state employee in the state of Washington. And so uh, there's a press conference after practice yesterday, I believe it was, and reporters keep asking him. And he just flatly just says, I'm going to follow the mandate. So when are you going to get vaccinated? I'm going to follow the mandate. Has your opinion changed after the Delta variant and it's uh, spreading more and it can be deadly for some people and you've kind of been against the whole thing? I'm going to follow the mandate. So they keep pressing him on it, and he keeps saying he's going to follow the hey, mandate, but he hasn't followed it yet. As long as he gets vaccinated, then he's fine. Like, they're good to go. My question is, well, actually, there's two questions. One, is that going to be enough for the Washington State president to be like, all right, you guys can go play football? And two, how many of the players are vaccinated as well? Because I remember, if I remember right, a very low number of them are vaccinated. And will that be enough for the president to be like, you know what? You can go play football. Or are they going to say, you know what, for game one? No. 
until you all get vaccinated and obey. And by the way, uh, Utah Jazz, I believe, are uh, are saying that you must be uh, fully vaccinated by October eighth. The team arrives back on October eleventh. Utah Jazz employees do, and so uh, they sent an email saying you need to be vaccinated by October eighth um, to be a part of the events or whatever you're going to be doing there. So we're two weeks away, two weeks and a day away from kickoff. Oh man! And uh, don't know if I got Pac-12 yeah, has issued say, their protocols yeah. for visiting teams or not. If that's still kind of being figured out, uh, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, uh, yeah, let's hope that it, everything's fine, and uh, I hope the game still gets played. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the only reason I bring it up is just that it's become a distraction for Nick Rolovich and his Washington State Oh, Cougars. has it ever. And the questions are going to keep coming until they've answered them or they've completed the mandate. That's as, as simple as that, Eric. They need to answer the mandate. They need to follow all protocols and get it done. Or just say, yep, I got the shot. We're good to go. Next question. Let's talk about football. And he does that, and it stops. Yeah. Uh, 8003 text in, National Radio Day. What about an OJ Appreciation Day? That, we just had one of those, remember? When? It's called your birthday. Okay. And we had people text in for your birthday. That's true. That's true. You, were talk- you said some weird stuff about nuts being lubed. Oh, yeah. And Shaking off the rust. Yeah, we got it done on both ends. It was a little weird, but uh, oh, we had our Ajay appreciation. We did. Day. That's true. That's true. That's true. We need celebrating to have, your. Do you what, know what uh, we your, need to do, your, Eric? Your I have just forty ninth trip around the sun. Um. Yes. Uh. Well. Well. Sort of. <laughs> uh. I think I made a couple pit stops. <laughs> Eric, I have just came out with uh, came up with an incredible idea. We should have a listener appreciation day. Where we, the host of this great show, reward the listeners of this great show. Something. Like, let's, let's uh, reward our wonderful listeners. 8003 is at the top of my list. 9463 is right there. Piranhas, 5442 is up there. By the way, I have a bone to pick with piranhas. Oh. Yeah, oh, but yeah, I got tagged in the tweet today, and this one I actually saw. So yeah, this this didn't catch me off guard. Uh, talk to me. We want to do that now? Sure, why not? Well, so I saw something going around today from, what's his name, Big Game Boomer, and uh, says that Utah State's ceiling is three wins, and its floor is one. And I've tweeted out i really don't get the usu slander this year it's similar to what the vegas line has been at three or three and a half games so i sent it out there saying i think that's pretty silly (laughs) and then piranhas look my fishy friend fishy flesh-eating friend (laughs) what is says uh Always talking, he says, uh, hey, Eric, you make me laugh. Every day you are always talking down the Aggies' potential record this season. That's true. Yes, you are. So to some degree, the same slander is coming from you. Yep. Even Ajay Salvi has questioned you about that. Aggies will be better than the media is giving them hope for. Mm -hmm. To which I replied, always talking down the potential record, (laughs) 
I've always maintained that the projected three wins by Las Vegas, and now this boomer, is laughable. I believe USU will go six and six. I've said that from no, but, from most of but the it's the time. way you phrase it, Eric. Early in the year, I the said way you I wasn't it. sure. I needed to see this team. I was hopeful that five and seven could be doable. Seven and five would be a stretch. But look, I have been very consistent for a well over a month that I believe this is a six and six football team. Eric, so to say that I've been no, talking down on. the it's Aggie the, schedule. I, I, I see what Piranhas is saying, though. Oh come on! No, I do. I, I and I think there's times where you're a little bit too down on the Aggies. You might say, "Well, they're six and six, but you act like it's gonna be like a three and nine season. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. You act like you're like, okay, well, I don't see them at seven and five. Six and six is more likely. They're gonna really struggle here. I don't see them beating these guys at all. And it's like, okay, dude. You're trying to like sugarcoat a six and six record by beating them down. It's it's the by way you beating them down. It's the way you phrase it, man. I'm taking a page out of your book, AJ. I'm being a realist. You can be the optimist here. I will be the realist. Okay, I can, I can, I can understand that. I can understand that. Hey, speaking of a listener appreciation day, uh, five eight seven nine says he loves it. He loves the idea. Me too. 6891. Hey, what about your fellow Pats fan? You know what? 6891, you're on the list. Listener Appreciation Day should involve you. Uh, how, did, how about uh, 9463 for bringing the pizza the other night? Man, I already said 9463. Yeah. Yeah. Pizza Man. He's now Pizza Man. 9463. I love that. Uh, my friend Cody texted and says, Hey, what about me? All right, Cody. So we need to do a Listener Appreciation Day where we are live somewhere. And, you know, we, you know, we just, I don't know, think, get, get creative, Eric. 5242, you're, you've made the cut. You're part of the Listener Appreciation Day. 8003, absolutely a part of the Appreciation Day. Uh, Piranhas, by the way, text back. (laughs) Dear Eric, easy does it, man. You just always have doubt in your voice when talking about the Aggies. Debbie Downer. What? Eric, Talking about this being you a know six you're win right. team. You after know only you're, winning you one know game he's a year right. ago. Again, it's the way you phrase it. It's, oh, we don't have a shot about beating those guys. Oh I don't know. Lord. We might win a couple of these games here, but no, not over here. Eric. So do we have to, on this radio station and other media members who follow the Aggies, do they have mm-hmm. to say it's always 12-0 and 0 and anything less than that, you're a Debbie Downer? No, 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 no. Look, 6-6 six and six is fine. Like, that's great. It's a bull game. There's been fans that have on been, or listeners that's that said 6-6. That's what I've been six. saying. But again, it's the way you phrase it. It's like yeah, you're like, we're 6-6, six and six, but boy, we're really still going to suck. No, I've never said that. <laughs> I mean, stop putting words in. You're my like, mouth. oh wait, we're gonna start off one and five because I don't think we're gonna beat any of these say, teams. I never said one and five. I said two and four. I know, but then when I say, look, I think we can. But beat- I think we're gonna finish. The Aggies will not we, but I think the Aggies will finish strong. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of I look I'm gonna kind of go with make you guys here. happy. I'm trying to call I'm it like gonna I see go it. with piranhas here. Okay, you do the same thing when I talk about the Jazz. You're going to get a fed back to you, spoonful. <laughs> That's right? fair. And you're going to sure. like it. But I'm going to continue calling it like I see it. I'm not paid to be a cheerleader or a homer. No, that's that's fine. And do you know what? I think our listeners love the realism. 
They love the realistic talk. That's what they love. Just don't tell me that I'm a Debbie Downer when there's these guys are saying three wins, and I'm like, that's ridiculous. He's okay. like, oh, you're negative. <laughs> what? Uh, Piranha Stacks back in. Absolutely not. You don't have to go 100% homer. AJ is right. And, and that's true. Be realistic. I like it. I just think that there's, I mean, there's a couple games you could have been more optimistic in. Air Force being one of those. Boise State, I understand. BYU, I think you could be optimistic of. I am optimistic that Utah State will win that game. Oh, you were? Yes. Oh, I swear you said something else the other day. No. I need to go. We need to go uh, get some. In the some... first, uh, well, in the first six games, I think for sure it's North Dakota and UNLV. BYU could be, they could be, get to three and three. That BYU game is the one that they could get to three and three. It's possible. I'm trying to be a realist. And we appreciate that. I just, I mean, look, Eric, I, I have to take it too when, I, when we talk about the Jazz, which we'll be talking about them here in a little bit. I have to take my beating. This is yours. Take it like a man. <laughs> Swallow your pride. All right. We'll get through it together. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, uh, we'll get to more of the Full Court Press. Again, Utah Jazz schedule came out. We'll get to that. You'll hear from Tom Silverstein. Uh, Stein. I swear you said Stein last. Actually, no, you did say Stein. Stein. You said Stein this morning. Uh, Silverstein. <laughs> He'll talk Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. We had a conversation with him this morning. Uh, really good stuff, too. You'll hear from him. We'll also got Regional 11 football on our way tonight. We'll talk One about game you games. really do not want to miss. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press, 106.9 The Fan. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to The Doug Gottlieb Show. What now, Chris Paul? He can opt out. He could become a free agent. He could stay there. I'm not somebody who says you should give him 30-plus million for three years because the reality is he didn't play against the best of the best to get to the NBA Finals, and eventually the NBA Finals wore him down. That's just the reality of it. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter Benyon and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. It's time to plan your fall home improvement project. You've had ideas on how to spruce up your outdoor space, and nothing is better than a smooth surface to party on. Castellite in Logan has pavers you can install yourself. But if you're not sure how to do it, their in-house professionals can teach you how to do it right. With Castellite, you can turn your outdoor living space into the entertainment capital of the neighborhood. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at castellite.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. They say diamonds are a girl's best friend, particularly when she's thinking of marriage. When it comes to this important decision, visit S. Needham Jewelers in historic downtown Logan. We have been the part of thousands of happy engagements. You'll enjoy our vast selection of beautiful and unique engagement rings. You'll also enjoy our relaxed and elegant environment. You'll not be hurried and you'll feel no pressure as you have fun looking for the perfect ring. 
where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. The American Veterans Traveling Tribute Memorial Wall runs from Thursday, August 26th through Sunday the 29th from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. at Elkridge Park in North Logan. This memorial honors those who sacrificed their lives for our American way of life and mirrors the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. Special events will be held each night at Elkridge Park, including music and fireworks on Friday evening. The Vietnam Memorial Wall, August 26th through the 29th at Elkridge Park. This event is brought to you by Cytiva, the Cache Valley Veterans Association and American Heroes Motorcycle Association with proceeds going to the Dan Gillenskog Veterans Resource Center. Crystal Vision is honored to be voted the gold medalist in Best of Northern Utah for optometrist and eye doctor. Thank you for your votes and trust in their business. To celebrate this award, they're offering a 20% off sale on their frames and lenses. Crystal Vision carries frames and lenses for your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press, Eric Francis and LJ Salveson. We wind up and wind down the first hour. 4.51 your time here. Uh, got a couple other texts coming in. Audrey, give Eric a hug, Piranha says. He sounds sad, really defensive right now. Eric, come here. Let me give you a hug. Uh, don't touch me. 3426. A realist would say every October 30th that we have played BYU since 1954, we have won. I don't think we should play BYU on any other date but October 30th. Happy Halloween Eve. I actually like that idea. Okay. Play every Halloween Eve. Halloween Eve, okay. Hey, speaking of I mean, the it's Aggies. Thursday, usually it's October... Early October. Friday. First weekend of October. Uh, hey, speaking of uh, Aggies and October games and whatnot, uh, 3426 had texted in as the best five, uh, Friday five best candidate, best Aggie wins of all time. So listeners, text in your best Aggie wins of all time that you remember. 435-339-0321. What wins stand out to you guys? Man, one of them has to be one of those BYU-Utah State games. What was it, the early 90s? What's that? The 58-56 game? Yep. That was a thriller. Wow. Exciting game. Uh, My gosh. October 30th, 1993. Okay. Holy crap. That's kind of crazy. Uh, I'll never forget the Colorado State win uh, in Colorado State. The Preston Williams stepping out of bounds on a Hail Mary catch. That was nuts. You think that's one of the best wins? Oh, that was fun. Yeah, that was crazy. A game uh, you lose just because there was a penalty listen, on the other dude, team. Listen, dude, you know what? We that's had Gage Ferguson winning. in that one time. Listen that's to you. That's not an exciting oh win. That's, oh, that's not an exciting win. They lost and then they won. That's exciting. Fine. You know, let's go back to losses. When that New Mexico kicker no, kicked we're the 57-yard field goal. No, you want we're to. Let's do it. We're focusing on wins. Debbie Downer. They want us to focus on wins. Okay, the Utah. Well, 
I didn't think it was that. How about of- Northern Illinois in the bowl game beating a top 25 opponent in a bowl game? When was that? That was uh, Matt Wells' first year? Or was that his second? Might have been his second. Um, Can I be straight with you? I didn't think that Utah or that win over the Utes at the Ma- or at Maverick or Romney Stadium was that exciting. Really? I, I that was down to the wire. I know. I just didn't Great get that excited about it. I know. I thought that I was know. a ton of fun. Uh, the Hail Mary win uh, against New Mexico with Jose Fuentes as the quarterback. Chucking it to, I think it was Kevin Curtis who caught it in the end zone. Mm. I had left the stadium. I had a sideline pass, and I left the stadium, heard the crowd go nuts, and tried to take a dead sprint to my car, turned it on to hear Al Lewis's recap of that sucked. That was the a uh, The win at, uh, down in Provo with... Um, um, was that the Quinn Ficklin you need? You don't need a Temple recommend to come up to this field? <laughs> I don't, win? I don't remember if he was the one who said it. Oh, he said it. Um, gosh, novices, um, name is escaping me. Nine three one five says the Utah win in overtime. He was the linebacker that converted to a running back for this set game. Oh, was it a vigil? Vigil, yes. Yeah. Totally caught BYU by surprise. It was awesome. Uh, the two sporting bl- the wagon wheel, running up and down. I was going to say the win at BYU in the blowout was more satisfying than beating BYU here for yes. some reason. Yes, winning at BYU was so satisfying to me because they don't they, they don't happen with any regularity. They're no. rare instances. No, not at all. Uh, give me, uh, come on, listeners, help me out here. How about the game up here when uh, they kept getting all the turnovers against Boise State? Just yeah, that was in 2015, them. like 54 to 26, just blew them out of the that water. That was a really fun game. Yeah, I wasn't there. I was I was in South, but. Uh, yeah, I remember listening to or like, like seeing highlights of the game and hearing like the score of the game just keep popping up, and I was like, "What in the world is going on over there?" That was incredible. Yeah, so that win would stand out. Um, where's Al Lewis when you need him? Uh, two thousand. Oh, the Hawaii game when they beat Hawaii in that oh, comeback yeah. game. Do you remember Kennedy that one? Led them back, dude. That was a nuts game. That w- that rally was. Oh, that was incredible. Crazy. Hey, keep them coming. 435-339-0321 to text into the Gilmore text line. Give us your best Aggie win. This is help from 3426 on our Friday 5 best. Your oh, best yes. Aggie win. 9315, the comeback in Logan after being way down. To BYU? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a fun one. I can't remember that one. I, I can't remember that one at all. When was that? Uh, that wasn't that. Well, that wasn't too long ago. Stop Nine three one five. The season. I help me blanking here. on the season. If you can remember. Uh, da, 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 da. what other Aggie wins? There's a couple of the Louisiana Tech win at Law Tech when we were up by like twenty one. Oh yeah, that's and right. then they that came was back the and, and like they stormed back and we had to go win it. Yeah, that was a crazy game. That was about as bonkers as it gets. So again, text them all in. We'll get them through here, and we'll go into the second hour with it. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Coming up next is Dan Patrick's Above the Noise, which is presented by Napa Auto Parts. Your locally owned Napa Auto Parts from Preston to Providence, five Cash Valley locations. Whether you work on your own car or somebody else does, be sure to use quality Napa Auto Parts. Their August twenty twenty one specials include a twenty dollar mail in rebate or any Napa battery Chevron uh, Dilo Diesel motor oil twelve dollars a gallon. And uh, Napa 15W540. Second hour coming up. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. It's that time of the year, easy to get into a baseball lull. And 
NFL preseason's going on. Maybe you're a fan of NBA Summer League, or maybe you're just outside at the beach taking a walk. Let's face it, baseball season's really long. There's been talk of shortening it to 154 games. I doubt the owners would give up that revenue, and I'm not even sure eight games would make a difference. But I do think baseball has to realize that the long season creates a lack of urgency. I'm sure NFL preseason games outrate baseball games in certain markets on television. And part of that's because there's so few football games. If there were 17 regular season baseball games, they'd obviously be a lot bigger. But that's never going to happen. Baseball is making a lot of money with this long season. Are these games exciting? Some of them. Does it really matter? Because nothing is changing anytime soon in this sport. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan welcome back to the second hour of the full court press that's eric franson amaj salveson 501 your start time on a friday august 20th so grateful to have you joining us however wherever you're doing so on 1069 fm 1390 am 1069 thefan.com and the 1069thefan mobile app uh we uh through our first hour for those listeners who are just joining us First, welcome to the Full Court Press. Happy Friday, one and all. Second, we are thinking about a Friday Five Best, and 3426 threw in a very helpful hand. He said, Five best Aggie wins of all time. We always dwell on the five worst Aggie losses of all time, so why not the five best? So that got Eric and myself thinking. And we start coming up with some games. We want to hear from you listeners as well. Text in at 435-339-0321, our Gil Mortgage text line. To text into us your Friday five best of the best Aggie wins you remember. Uh, Eric, it's the 2011 uh, win over Nevada to become bowl eligible three four two success. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Okay. After some very sour years, you finally get bowl eligible again. That's great. I like that one. Uh, the reference to the Utah State uh, come from behind then turns out to be a blowout win over BYU. Uh, I- I'm got our records booked out here, and I'm guessing. That's in reference to 2017. Aggies beat BYU 40 to 24 in Logan. Not sure if that's what you're thinking of, but that's always a good win. Um, Aggies had a good stretch there under Matt Wells, where they're picking up wins against uh, BYU both in Logan and in Provo. Uh, so the 1993 game, which was on October 30th, 58 to 56, under Coach uh, Charlie Weatherby. Team started off a little rough, but then uh, they started picking up some wins and went to the Las Vegas Bowl. That was a really exciting time around here. Wait, which one was that? 1993. Yeah, I'm too young. Yeah. It was really exciting. Like, ah, this program's turning a corner. And then I... But it didn't really last. I was going to say, it didn't really go well after that, right? Well, John L. Smith got him kind of going again to some degree. Then he bolted. Oh, Michigan right. State. And that turned out to be a disaster for Michigan State. Yeah. Uh four three five three three nine zero three two one. Text in your best Aggie wins. The wins you remember most. You didn't have to be there in person. If you watched them on TV, listen to Al Lewis on the radio, whatever it was. 
Give us your five best Aggie wins. I'm trying to think of uh, what was the one. I want to say it was in 2000. Oh man, now I gotta remember this. I'm actually looking. at One five seven zero. Yeah, that's we were referring to that one a little bit earlier. Aggies beat. Uh, this is one five seven zero. Aggies beat number twenty one Boise State fifty two to twenty six. Oh, that was what? Yeah, that's they were ranked. And that was at was that at Utah State? That was in Logan, October sixteenth, fifty two to twenty six. Got tons of turnovers. Dude, what a butt kicking that was! <laughs> that was such a demolition. Yeah, uh, three four two six, December twenty sixth, two thousand thirteen. That was the uh, Poinsettia Bowl. Northern Illinois was a top uh, top twenty five team. Aggies get the win there, twenty one to fourteen. Always good when you beat a top 25 opponent. Do you remember the 58-56 win over BYU? I do. What was that like? I was not there, do you know the quarter, Who was the quarterback for Utah State? Was that Tony Adams? Or I mean, was that uh, yeah, was that Tony Adams or was that uh, Cavillo? Uh, wasn't that Anthony Cavillo? Maybe it's Anthony Cavillo. Yeah, Tony Adams was much earlier. You're right. You're asking me the questions I don't know off the top Dude, of my head. Some of these games that they won, incredible. Uh, yeah, Anthony Calvillo was quarterback in '92 and '93, so that's right. Dude, Dave Arcelain in his first year was three and eight. I had no clue. And then four yeah, and seven. Those were not good. Dude, years. He, was he that bad of a coach? Mm, they were not good years. Six, the attack punt. What? Thought it was a novel Wait, idea. What's the activity? Did what, it again? What's the attack punt? You've I've never, never heard, heard of the attack no, punt. No, you got to tell Come me this. On. I'm a situational punting guy, but I've never heard this before. You know Riley Jensen? Yeah. You've never heard about the the attack punt? Dude, he I'm was not a quarterback at the what's time. What's the attack punt, man? If it's like third and long, instead of trying to gain yards, he would uh, he would punt on third down. What's so bad about that? Catch the team off guard, rather than give yourself a little extra time. Another. You got a whole other play to try to get yards. Yeah, but if but you're not going to throw up our hands and give up. It, okay, how often on third and 23 are they like, yeah, let's throw it downfield and see what happens? Do you usually like it's a screen or a draw or a run play? Just punt the ball. And that means you have no faith whatsoever in your offense. That's no. Zero. No, none. I'm th- I have a hold down to use. Wait. Nope, I'm going to punt it away. Wait, Dave Arcelini would do that? Yes, he did it twice in one game. <laughs> no way. Uh, dude, that was a really bad stretch from like 1998 to 2008, which is horrible. They it had, was a bad run, dude. They didn't have one winning season in those ten years: three and eight and four and seven under Arcelanian, five and six, four seven, four and seven, three and nine, three and eight under Dennehy. I'm telling you, Ajay, in those years, there was there was legitimate talk about should Utah State maintain. Division one status. Dude, I didn't know this. Fan attendance was bad. There was NCAA stipulations that said you need to have a certain number of fans in attendance or you don't stay at this division level. They started getting creative with the numbers. They weren't counting legitimate okay, so butts and seats. Funny story. Funny story. So, so there was serious 04, talk. Maybe the Aggies shouldn't still dude, be at this level. In 04, when I was the equipment manager, we had a game at New Mexico. No, we had a game home against New Mexico State. And nobody was coming to the game. And there was conversation of, like, they might drop the team. I was given, I was given, like, hand-given 100 tickets and was told, 
Get these to anybody who will come. Get them to anybody. Anybody who will take them. So I was just like, hey, you want to go to Utah State football? Not really. Here's five free tickets. Great, I'll be there. And it was crappy weather. It was a it was an okay crowd. And we ended up winning like 44 to 4. I can't what was that year? 04. We ended up winning 34 to 25. And we had to pretty much seal the game on an on a pick to New Mexico State in a football game, man. That was how bad it was. 6860, Utah's were the win over Utah in overtime. Uh, 2014 win yeah, over that was BYU. 2012. And then 2000 win or 2012 win over La Tech. Good answer. 1570. Uh, are we talking just football or basketball as well? We're going to do just football. Right now, we're focusing on football. Basketball, we'll get there, I promise you. 3426. Oh, we were even independent at that time. We were ranked 116th out of 117 teams in the country. The only team that was ranked worse than us was UTEP. Yeah, it was bad. Like, no conference one of the Aggies. They couldn't find wins anywhere. Okay, I didn't know fans weren't coming. I was serving a mission. It was at the time. It was dire. I mean, the but north end zone locker rooms were disgusting. Like w- they would not at- show recruits. They they purposely avoided the locker rooms when it, recruits were coming to check out Utah State and the facilities. They never took them in until after they had signed on the dotted line. It was it was bad. So I'm looking at the 0607 seasons with Brent Guy. They were three and twenty-one in those two years combined. Wait, which years? Oh six and oh seven. Oh yes. I had no idea. And the only three wins became against Fresno State, thirteen to twelve. That was the Rally Nielsen win. Yep. I remember. I remember hearing about that one. And then at New Mexico State and at Idaho. And dude, some of these games aren't even close. Okay, actually, I take that back. Some of them are. 50? No, but you look, you look oh, at... Oh, my gosh. So, in 2006, Aggies were outscored 100 and, 130 to 462. Oh, my gosh. 07 was marginally better, 247 to 406. Those were those were some dark years oh my gosh. for Aggie fans. Aggie call... What was... I was going to say, what was Aggie, Aggie call, call like? Was something else. I was going to ask you, what was that Ooh. like? <laughs> Yeah, you have the like grimacing, like awkward face <laughs> on yourself right now. Uh, okay, so uh, let's see here. I'm gonna go all the way to the La Tech win in 2009 was good for the Aggies in 09 when Gary Anderson's first year. Uh, da 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 Trying to look at Matt Wells' time. I, I'm trying to remember some of these games, dude. Wells picked up a, a number of good wins. He had he had a five game winning streak. In 14, at Hawaii, Wyoming, home against New Mexico and San Jose State, and then got shellacked by Boise State 50-19, to but then won the bowl game uh, in the New Mexico Bowl versus UTEP 21-6. to Gosh. How do you go from being 9-5 and and 13 to 6-7, and seven, or excuse me, from 9-5 and five to 10-4 and four to 6-7 and seven to 3-9? and nine? Well, some will say... He was winning with Gary's recruits and piggybacking off of the sex success that Gary built. And then when it became Matt Wells' team, he was a little behind the eight ball and had to try to figure a few things out. Okay, this then is, once he started to figure a few things out, they continued to get better. This is nuts. As good of a coach as he was, he had... Three winning seasons and three losing seasons. 
He again nine of Who's five. Who's this? Matt Wells. Okay. Nine of five, ten of four, but then had three straight losing seasons of six and seven, three and nine, six and seven, and he lost and he lost both both games in that stretch, and then had that 2018 season. No wonder he left for Texas Tech. With all due respect. Yeah, you had a good season. You get an opportunity. You go. Like you said, the pot was hot. Yep, you go. Jump on it. All right, continue to text us in. Your best Aggie wins, 435-339-0321 to our Guild Mortgage text line uh, here on the full court. Press Eric Franson and Maje Salveson here on 106.9 The Fan. Uh, Eric, we need to get to a break because we are going to hear from Tom Silver. Stein. Stein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, uh, who is a beat writer for the Green Bay Packers. We're going to hear about Jordan Love, a lot of Jordan Love from him. And then we'll help talk NBA basketball, Utah Jazz schedule set, and, of course, Region 11 football, six, six games all tonight. You'll hear how and where you can listen to those games. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon, you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl that might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We'd love to give back to the community. From August 16th to August 28th, we will donate a portion of our sales to the family place of Cash Valley. One of the ways you can help us is come look at the new load of Whirlpool scratch and dent appliances we have in stock. Get these top-of-the-line appliances with our exclusive two-year extended warranty. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Listen for a live radio broadcast Saturday. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a Lone Star State battle and bragging rights are on the line as the Dallas Cowboys host the Houston Texans. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as the preseason continues on. Will the Cowboys find the win column or can the Texans make it two wins in a row? It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Saturday beginning at 530 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the full court press. Eric France and Amaje Salveson here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, we've been talking a lot of Jordan Love lately, and we actually had this interview set up planning that Jordan Love was going to play Saturday afternoon. Well, now things have changed, and Jordan Love's going to be sitting out due to injury. Now, on more on that and on Jordan Love himself, we are honored and privileged to have one of the best in the business, especially in Green Bay area, part of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. It is Tom Silverstein joining us here on the Full Court Press. Tom, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hey, uh, I got to ask here first, has things kind of calmed down over there in Green Bay, or does it seem like fans and Packer Nation is still walking on eggshells based on the whole Rodgers situation offseason? No, I think things have calmed down. I think it sort of resolved itself when he came in and reported and then had his contract adjusted slightly. And now the assumption is that he'll be here for the year, that he's all in, and then everything will be settled after the season. I mean, that's when 
really the uh, you know pot is going to really start boiling is in March. So for now, I think people are just starting to think about the season. So um, let's go to Jordan Love. Just there's he had the, the little bit of a shoulder injury last week. He still shows up. Um, in in helmet and pads at the end of practice earlier this week, and he's kind of been there. Coach Lafleur said it's he's probably unlikely to start. That doesn't sound super definitive to me, but it sounds pretty sure. Uh, has anything changed that you've observed, or is it still pretty much that Jordan Love will not get any reps on Saturday? Because it still sounds like it's probably unlikely. That doesn't sound real definitive to me. Well, he didn't practice all week. And they practiced against the New York Jets for two days. And I think without a year, without a week of practice, they probably are not going to play him. I don't, I don't think there's much of a chance he would play. I think this has been being almost overly cautious. They just don't want anything. Uh, they don't want this to become an issue for him the rest of the season. And I kind of understand it, but I also wonder whether these snaps are really, really important for him. I think every snap is in training camp because, you know, he's not going to, once Aaron Rodgers takes over, really, which will be in another week uh, after the third preseason game, he's, he just gets scout team reps. And so these, every snap he gets in their offense is really critical for him. So it, it's very unfortunate for him that this injury came up because he was just getting really quality reps throughout the week and then in the games. Speaking of the game, in his uh, first game, he went 12-17 for 122 yards and one touchdown. What did you see out of him that you liked, and what concerns you the most so far? Well, I think what one thing that you, you notice about Jordan Love, and you, probably, you guys probably know this as well, is that he doesn't get phased, you know. He, he's, he's really calm. His body language is really good. His uh, ability to shake things off is good. His, uh, his, his demeanor, he's got the kind of demeanor that you need to be an NFL quarterback. Now, he's got a lot of mechanics to... Uh, to redo because in the NFL footwork delivery, getting it out on time are all things that are absolutely critical, especially in Matt LaFleur's offense. And that's all stuff he's, he's grinding through. And even though this is his second year, there's still a lot of things that he needs to do better. He's still missing some throws that he shouldn't. Uh, he's, you know, he had a play where he went the wrong direction on a, on a bootleg, uh, things like that. He's got to clean up some things. But you see that he's got the arm talent. When he drives the ball, when he just goes back and, and puts his whole body behind it, he, he makes some incredible throws. Other times, he's trying to place the ball too much, and they're trying to get him to just let it rip. Just go, and and uh, if he sees something, to go for it. So he's 
he's really in a growing process, and they knew that this was going to be the case. So with this uh, upcoming week, you, you talked about how important it is for him to get quality reps. Uh, I mean, if you got a sense from the coaching staff, it, it, you've kind of alluded to this, but exactly what they're hoping to see from him in this last week of, of training camp? Well, so typically, the, you know, since there's only three games, this is the last game. Typically the last game of the preseason, they – play all the young guys and none of the starters or anybody plays. Well, LaFleur has been holding out most of his starters anyway. But that third game, I would bet he plays 90% of it. And they'll try to get him as much work as they can against Buffalo a week from Saturday. If they were playing, if he were playing tomorrow, he would probably play three quarters, maybe into the fourth quarter. And I think that was I think he might have played the entire game last week if he hadn't hurt his shoulder. So the idea is to get him ready. Aaron Rodgers is ready. Uh, He's looked as good as he has in any training camp, and he'll have another two weeks after the last preseason game. So this is all about Jordan Love next week. What's the relationship between Rodgers and Love? Because we've heard conversations that Rodgers has been good to Love, he's been helpful. Are you seeing and hearing the same thing? Yeah, I mean, they're they're represented by the same agency, so Rodgers has always been loyal to his agents and helped them recruit guys to uh, the agency. And and um, I, I think he's been fine with Jordan Love. He was... Last week, you could see during the game that he would come up and give Love some advice or, you know, talk to him. But he's also not stepping in the way of the relationship between Love and his coaches, which is where he'll learn a lot. We don't know what happens in meetings. Um, Everything we hear is, you know, that it's been fine. And Jordan Love has said that their relationship is good and he learns from Rodgers every day. What happens behind the scenes, you know, how accurate that is, I don't really know. But on the field, you don't see any kind of tension, really. You know, we're talking to Tom Silverstein. He's with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, talking about Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. And uh, Green Bay, after he got, after Jordan Love did injure his shoulder, brought in some other quarterbacks. If Jordan's unable to go, I mean, what does that uh, backup quarterback position even look like for Green Bay? Uh, and uh, how nervous are they that uh, if Aaron gets hurt during the season? Well, I don't think they're I don't think they're worried about uh, Jordan Love's shoulder. I don't think it's a serious injury. I think he's he's sprained a shoulder or strained a ligament or whatever whatever it was, uh, and it's it's just some soreness, and they just don't want it to become chronic soreness. So. I think there's no problem that he'll be the backup. Uh, beyond that, you know, they do like this kid, uh, the number three guy, Kurt Benkert, who has a really nice arm. He's in his third year in the league. He's bounced around, not really made any rosters, but he's been in three camps. And you can tell there's a little bit of potential there. I mean, he's not the next great NFL starter or anything, but He's got a possibility of playing in the league. And so they'll, they'll take a real good look at him on 
Saturday. He's going to start. I bet you he plays well into the fourth quarter, and we'll find out a little bit more about him. Uh, looking at the Packers' schedule, it, we don't know what Aaron Rodgers' future is going to look like, obviously, and I can't throw a crystal ball in your hand. I feel like that'd be unfair for you. But what uh, a- after this season and looking at the way the schedule set up, Packers could be favorites again in the NFC without question, but what would it take for Aaron Rodgers to want to stay longer, more than just this season, and not have that lingering doubt? I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows that. I'm not even sure Rodgers knows that. I think you got to let the season play out and see how the relationship between him and uh, GM Brian Gutekunst goes. Does it improve? Is it the same? Does winning kind of uh, cure all the ills? Next year, next year has a chance to be somewhat of a rebuilding situation because the Packers have have gone all in and in regard to the salary cap this year, and they've pushed off a lot of money into the future. And so, you know, some of that will come due next year, and they're going to have to make some tough decisions. And especially if Rodgers comes back, because he's going to want a new contract, and there's going to be a lot of money involved. And so there's a lot of factors at play. And really, I think, you know, how the season goes, will determine that if he wins if they win the Super Bowl maybe they just decide that that's a great swan song and he moves on or maybe they think well he's got another chance to win more and and he wants to stay so I really we'll we'll just have to see Tom, we had a great debate yesterday about uh, joint practices in the <laughs> NFL. You've you followed Green Bay for a while. You've you've been watching the NFL for a while. Green Bay this week practicing with the with the Jets. Um, how what's the sentiment among the 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 Green Bay staff about doing joint practices, and and how do you feel about them? Well, um, you know they had a pretty good two days. I would say it was pretty beneficial for them. They had one skirmish and it was just, you know, a lot of bravado and um, guys milling about and pushing and shoving, but nothing, nothing really bad. It it helped that the Jets coaching staff uh, includes Matt LaFleur's brother, Mike LaFleur and his best friend, Robert Sala. So, you know, there was, they eliminated some of the drills that can cause, you know, some some issues and brawls and things like that. I think it's okay. I think it's ridiculous when you have to call off a practice because of a skirmish. Then it's absolutely not worth it. And uh, it really, I think it really reflects the head coaches usually. That's, you know, if they're letting their guys go after it and and play to, you know, beyond the whistle or whatever, then those things are gonna happen. And so it really it really depends on the coach. But when they when they had those big brawls and it just takes them all day to separate them and and there's bad feelings, I think it's a big waste of time. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you uh, that, that was my point yesterday, but you also made Ajay's point with the, the first part of it too. That could be beneficial for both teams. So, 
It goes both ways, I guess. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I, I, I walked the I walked the line there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, another in-state kid that people are going to have their eyes on tomorrow. He's not now. He's a BYU Cougar, but Zach Wilson, the number two pick in the draft. What have you seen out of him so far? Yeah, um, he's he's grinding. He's uh, he had a few moments, but Packers have a very veteran defense, and they put a lot of pressure on him. Uh, I. You can see that he's got talent. It's it's just going to be a matter of learning that system, which is it's pretty much the same as what the Packers run, and it's complicated. Um, and they got to protect him. I mean, I think that's first and foremost. And their offensive line is not very good, and so we'll see whether his his year is marred by that. You know, what do they do to protect him and make sure that he has success? He doesn't have a ton of talent around him either. I think it's going to be kind of a rough year. I, I don't know. They don't really have a tight end. They, you know, they maybe one wide receiver. Their running backs are just okay. It's, it's going to be a struggle for him this year, I think. Hey, hey, Tom, one last question for me before we let you go, and I uh, appreciate your time today, but that is, uh, we need to ask about another Aggie who's on that uh, football team, Tipa Nalii, trying to make a roster spot. Um, outside linebacker coach uh, Mike Smith seems to uh, like what he's seeing out of Tipa. Um, he's been used in some special teams stuff. Uh, it, does this guy have a chance of, of making that, that roster at the end of the day? Yeah, he's, he's the backup long snapper, if you can believe that. Wow, no uh, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has a lot of talent. He has, uh, he has speed, and you can see that he has the potential to be a decent edge rusher. But he really needs to put on weight. You know, they've they've really stressed that with him, and it may be another year before he's had enough time in the weight room to be a, uh, 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 you know. A guy who can contribute. I would guess he's going to be practice squad again this year, but I think they do like him, and they're curious to see what he would be if he were were stronger. And so, uh, you know, he'll be he'll be a guy that I would guess will be on the practice squad, and if they have some injuries, then they'll consider um, moving him up because they they actually lost one of their outside linebackers who they liked a lot and was a really good special teams player, Randy Ramsey. And so he's out for the year. And so there is a spot available. Um, he's, you know, he, he's got a chance, but I think, like I said, I think he'll be practice squad and then he'll be kind of at the ready in case they need somebody. He's part of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Tom Silverstein does an incredible job covering the Green Bay Packers. Tom, thanks for your time. Greatly appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of the season. We'll be talking soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. That's Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel here on 106.9 FM. 13. Clear the road. We have supplies inbound. Are you a problem solver? The Air National Guard never shies from tomorrow's problems. We run to them. Ready for world-class military training and global missions? Help us design the blueprint for a better future. Serve close to home and build the life you want with the Air National Guard. Visit us at GoANG.com or call us at 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G. 
School is out and summer's here. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent at Alpine Home Medical. We offer you the best quality products as well as excellent customer service. Whether you're in one of our 10 retail stores or shopping online, we'll provide you with the best experience possible. From CPAPs to compression stockings to portable oxygen concentrators, wheelchairs and scooters, you won't find a better selection anywhere. Visit us online at alpinehomemedical.com. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a Lone Star State battle and bragging rights are on the line as the Dallas Cowboys host the Houston Texans. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as the preseason continues on. Will the Cowboys find the win column or can the Texans make it two wins in a row? It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Saturday beginning at 530 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. A big thanks to Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel to join us. Good stuff. I forgot about Tipanali, too. He's a long snapper. Yeah, they like him uh, in that role. He's also has an opportunity to maybe be an edge rusher, maybe get involved with the linebacker group. They like his versatility, but uh, needs to put on more weight Dude, and to play at the NFL. And that's the thing is he's probably tried to put on more weight and he just keeps losing it. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> That'd be really, really, really nice. All right, uh, Utah Jazz, uh, their schedule has came out, and the NBA schedule has came out as well. Utah Jazz, their longest homestand is six games. So that will be between Wednesday, December 15th uh, through Saturday, December 25th, when they take on the Mavericks on Christmas night. And uh, also Wednesday, February 2nd, and Monday, February 14th. Their longest road trip is six games, which would be Sunday, March 20th to uh, Sunday, March 29th. 13 back-to-back games, and the longest road trip ends Tuesday, March 29th, by the way. Jazz will have at least 26 games on national television, 12 on NBA TV, 9 on ESPN, 4 on TNT, and 1 on ABC. It, let me guess. The ABC game is against Phoenix, isn't it? Uh, that's a pure yes, but that's what I would imagine. The ABC game is... thought I had it here. Now i got to go back and find it. Um... I'm, Gosh, this isn't showing me. Let me look at it. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is. February 27th at Phoenix, ABC, 1.30 time. It's on a Sunday. Wow. Oh, that's right. On a Sunday. Uh, the TNT games include Denver, Philadelphia, uh, Clippers, and Lakers. They have a bunch of NBA TV games, but those will be blacked out due to... Uh, What's it called? AT&T Sportsnet. AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, and then their uh, ESPN games would be Clippers at home, Dallas at home, uh, at Denver, 
Golden State home, Lakers in L.A., uh, Portland at home, and Milwaukee at home. But that game on ESPN that you mentioned uh, against the Lakers, or excuse me, the Clippers, December 15th versus the Clippers on ESPN, the first rematch of the Jazz versus the Clippers since the playoffs. That should be a really juicy matchup for Utah. You know what else is going to be a juicy matchup? Is the Memphis series. November 22nd, they take on Memphis inside of VHSA, and then they go to Memphis. Oh, I just lost it. Uh, they go to Memphis a couple of times. They're at Memphis on January 28th. And some other time, I have to look it up again. Uh, so this last year, it was pretty common that you'd play a team kind of back-to-back, mm-hmm. close together. Um, to but this traveling. To, right, to eliminate travel and some of that stuff. You don't see very many of those this year, except for Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm. Utah hosts New Orleans on Friday, November 26th, and then again on Saturday, November 27th. Kind of an interesting series there over the holiday weekend. Part of that long road stand will start against New Orleans, Denver, Toronto, Indiana, to Detroit. Ooh, that's rough. And then their next long stretch would be at Phoenix, Houston, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, and Dallas. And then the final long road trip is New York, Brooklyn, Boston, Charlotte, Dallas. And that's part of a final stretch and where they have to face. And this is a stretch here, Eric, for you. And this is, of course, at the end of the season where the basketball gods hate the Utah Jazz. Listen to this. Their final stretch from March 20th to April 10th is as follows. At New York, Brooklyn, Boston, Charlotte, Dallas. And L.A. Clippers. Home against the Lakers at Golden State. And then home against Memphis, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, and then at Portland to conclude it. Oklahoma City is like your only bright bright spot. Besides is there. Charlotte, yeah. I guess Charlotte on the Charlotte road. Charlotte and Oklahoma City is it. That uh, is a really... Otherwise... And by the way, that is just... Uh, well, really, that stretch begins earlier than that. That's what I was just... Yeah, yeah I was just looking at that. Go ahead. Start starts on the 14th when you, they host Milwaukee. They got Milwaukee, a decent Chicago team, and then they also got the Clippers. Those three games are at home before they head to New York inside of Madison Square Garden. Denver, Brooklyn, New York, Golden State. That stretches from the 2nd to the 9th of February. Dude, they got a lot of tough stretches. Uh, another interesting scheduling quirk uh, this year. On January 24th, they're at Phoenix. Yeah. 7 o'clock on NBA TV. Okay. Then on Wednesday, the twenty January 26th, they're in Salt Lake City hosting Phoenix. That game will be on ESPN at 8 o'clock. So back-to-back, well, a, they play Phoenix twice in a row. It's not on back-to-back nights. But there are some back-to-backs in this schedule. Some of them are on the road. Some of them are on at, at home. Um, What is it, uh, 172 days? For uh, this yeah. um, 82 game season? Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these games, like they're local. So it'll be 7 o'clock our time. So do they play at Philadelphia at 9 o'clock at night? Am I looking at that right? Help me here. At Philadelphia? Yeah, on what the uh, December 9th, Thursday, on NBA TV. I've got that at 5 p.m. Okay, so it's local at, for that team. Okay, that makes sense. I, Jeez, Moise. Oh, it's weird for a second. Well, it would be 7 p.m. local. No, that's what I'm saying. It's because here it says local time for Utah Jazz schedule, and then it has Philadelphia 
at seven o'clock. Oh, okay, never mind. I, I I'm with you now. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, there I, are going to be a couple of games. It looks like they will cut into our program. We yep. will happily yield to the Utah Jazz because and it usually does. Yeah. The fan is uh, home of the Utah, Utah Jazz, Jazz Radio Network. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, Ozzy. Look, we're not going to go through the schedule. No. Game by game, but. Uh, Las Vegas has already done their own projected win totals. Ah, let's hear these. As the NBA releases every team's schedule today. Okay, give me teams and I'll give you the under, over, or I'll give you uh, the total, I think. You'll give me your guess? Yeah. Okay. Um, we mentioned Philadelphia 76ers. What would you think their win total would be? 51. 51 and a half. Very good. That's a good start. Okay. Uh, how about the Phoenix Suns? Fifty-nine and a half. Fifty-nine and a half? Yeah. They have it at fifty and a half. That's bonkers. Okay. Okay. Um the Lakers. Fifty-nine and a half. Fifty-one and a half. Are you kidding me? Wow. Uh how about the Grizzlies? Uh we're gonna say fifty and a half. Forty-one and a half. Holy cow! They are gonna be they're not gonna be that bad. That's bonkers. That is horrible. The Brooklyn Nets. Oh, 61 and a half. 54 and a half. The oh highest win-loss total, or the highest win total that they're projecting in the NBA. 54 and a half. Dude, I just, some of these teams are going to be better than what they're giving credit for. They've got Milwaukee. Well, what would you say Milwaukee? 45 and a half. 45 and a half? Yeah. The reigning champs? Yes. 53 and a half. They love the Eastern Conference. That's cool. Okay, so now let's get to the Utah Jazz. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, forty-four and a half. Uh, Utah at fifty-one and a half. See, that's too high. I'm taking the under. Gladly. Utah tied with Los Angeles Lakers and the Philadelphia 76ers. effectively the third best team. Number one would be the Nets at fifty-four and a half. The Bucks at fifty-three and a half. Lakers, Jazz, and Sixers at 51.5 with the Phoenix Suns at 50. Okay, can, can I guess the lowest team? I'm going to say 21.5 for Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City is the lowest team, and you're close. They've got it at 22.5. Totally <laughs> came off. Are you kidding me? So they'd be like 21 or 22 and 60. Yep. That bad? Houston's going to be worse than them. Um, New Orleans isn't going to be good either. Let's see. Let me find the Rockets. Where? Where's Houston on this list? Toronto's not going to be that good. Sacramento's going to be really bad. Charlotte's going to be... Uh, uh, Charlotte will compete for a playoff spot or a playing tournament spot. San Antonio is going to be really... What is San Antonio at? That's another team I'm intrigued by. They don't have the Rockets. They don't have the Rockets on there? So they've just forgotten. They're <laughs> they just, just like, left you know them what? off. That, dude, screw it. We don't even have a number for you guys. Uh, you said San Antonio? Yeah. You curious about the Spurs? 29 and a half. That's about right. That's about right. Yeah, when will they have Houston on here? Detroit, dude, I'm telling He's you. totally just, left them off. They don't even like make the chart, man. It's just they're so bad. Indiana, it's going to be okay. Detroit's going to be ah. Cleveland's going to be bad. Really bad. 
Uh, Cleveland at 26 and a half. Okay. What's being projected. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, I think that some of these, I'd be shocked if the, the best team in the NBA only has 55 wins. Me, I mean, that, I, that I'm with you. doesn't happen. I'm with They're you. always pushing 60. Yep, absolutely. 62. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, we're coming back. We're going to talk some high school football, let you know where all six teams are playing tonight and how and where you can listen to them all on the fan here at 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl that might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skin care, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter, Benyon, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a Lone Star State battle and bragging rights are on the line as the Dallas Cowboys host the Houston Texans. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as the preseason continues on. Will the Cowboys find the win column or can the Texans make it two wins in a row? It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Saturday beginning at 5.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Go ahead and wrap it up, the Full Court Press. Final break of the hour, we're done with the breaks, and so it's just you and I. The rest of the way as we take you to the top of the hour, we'll near the top of the hour, and then we'll get you ready for high school football at 6.45 with John Newbold and Rex Davis for the Skyview Bobcats. Don't forget, after the game, Old Grismill will have your bread and butter play of the game on Monday at 5.15. Eric and I will ask for that bread and butter play of the game, and you have a chance to win four loaves of bread. Ashley Jenks was our winner last Monday. It'll be you next. Yes, make sure you listen closely at the end of the game. We'll call for it on Monday. Um, Ajay, there's some pretty good games here on the schedule. Um, just a quick rundown of who's playing where. Uh, Bear River, they're on the road at Clearfield tonight. Rod Zundel will be on the call on 104.9 in Box Elder County. Boy, that was fun listening to him the other week. I got to tell you, dude, I got chills just listening to him. Yeah, and it's, um, Tommy Nelson will be his color analyst. Should be joining him tonight. That'll be fun to hear that group uh, call that game. And uh, you can watch it on CashValleyDaily.com. Skyview. Here on the fan, they're um, at Bonneville. Ridgeline went to Bonneville last week and got the win. Can Skyview repeat that and get another Region 11 victory over Bonneville? Uh, and uh, that'll be here on the fan. Also, watching it, you can stream it and watch it here on the on uh, Cash Valley Daily. Uh, Green Canyon got a tough challenge to get ahead of them. Park City, usually a tough Jeez. team. Green Canyon looked good in the in the opener against Crimson Cliffs. Park City had one of their star players blow their knee out last week, and he's out for the rest of the year. I need to find out who, and I believe he's one on the offensive side of the ball. 
Is he the Utah State commit? Yeah, might be. I need to look that up, though. I don't want to. There's a kid on that team who's committed to Utah State, but he's not available tonight. Okay. Um, so that'll be on Light FM 100.9, also shown online here on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, Logan is hosting Juan Diego. Juan Diego always plays tough. Logan had a great game on the road at Viewmont. Incredible running game. Can they keep that going? Exciting things happening there for the Grizzlies. It's their home opener. Uh, they've been making some uh, some construction going on there on the around the track. A new uh, concessions area, new bathroom. So be patient if it's not quite ready just yet. But they're working on it. Uh, but that'll be on KVNU six ten AM one hundred two point one FM, and also video streaming here on uh, CashValleyDaily.com. Al Lewis and our good friend um, Josh Anderson on the call there. Uh, Ridgeline, they're hosting Stansbury tonight, their home opener. Stansbury took it to Mountain Crest last week. Ajay, this is the game to really pay attention to in my mind. Okay. Ridgeline, potentially one of the best teams in 4A, potentially one of the best teams in the state. Stansbury has uh, really made some good, big strides and really good team in 5A. They're in 5A now. Uh, they really took it to Mountain Crest last week. So what's going to happen tonight? That'll be on 104.5 The Ranch with Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger. You can also watch that on CashValleyDaily.com. For me, Ajay, that is the game of the night. Yeah, without a doubt. I, again, Sandsbury has a good, potent offense. Ridgeland's got a physical defense, but not only that, but they can, without even blinking, without even sweating, they can keep up with you offensively. That's not a problem for them. Uh, this, this, this should be a dandy of a ball game tonight. And then the other one to watch for and pay attention to, Mountain Crest hosting Wasatch, their home opener. For folks who uh, didn't get a, a chance to make the trip down to Tooele County to watch Mountain Crest in their season opener, this is the first chance to see Coach Kearns and uh, how he's going to run that Mountain Crest football team. They host Wasatch, which, again, another tough opponent for the Mustangs uh, to, to host in their home opener. That'll be on 107.7 FM. And you can watch it live on CashValleyDaily.com. Yeah, uh, you know, those Mountain Crest-Wasatch games come down to the wire. Like, funky things happen when those two teams meet, whether it's at Wasatch or at Mountain Crest. Uh, those <laughs> those games end up getting really interesting at the weird time. And so this this game could be just like that two years ago when they met. It was it was a crazy game. You had a uh, Mountain Crest go in for a, a touchdown on a long run from, like, 25 out. But you had a blindsided block that got the touchdown called back. And Mount Chris was able to get to the three, but then couldn't punch it in afterwards, and they lost that game to Wasatch. This is that's a good little thing they got going on over there. So we're looking forward to that one. So if you want to watch any of these games, check in on them. Maybe while you're at another game, just go to cashvalleydaily.com. If you don't see it right there on the main page, scroll down a little bit. You'll see the links. It'll say live stream, and it'll show the it'll give you the game. Uh, or you can navigate to the uh, the sports and the local prep sports and uh, find the uh, the games there uh, in full view, easy to see, easy to navigate. Um, and because of a kind of technical issue from last week, the games from our first week were not archived on our site, but they should be going this forward. Week, yep. So we, after this week, we should be able to have those. So you can go back and watch them again. You know, I'm looking at a couple of these schedules. Like, there's just no break for some of these teams. I mean, Bonneville's going to be all right. And then Skyview's got to go to Rigby, Idaho next week. Green Canyon goes from Park City to Skyline, Idaho. 
Logan goes from Juan Diego to Stansbury at Maverick Stadium. Uh, Ridgeline goes from Stansbury to Snow Canyon. <laughs> I mean, and, and Mount Crest goes from Wasatch to Box Elder. Like, there is just no break for these teams. Well, the, to be clear, the Ridgeline uh, Snow Canyon game is in Millville. Yes. Uh, but, um, but yeah, there's next week is a really it tough, just gets tougher. exciting week. Uh, that's a real good measuring stick for Region 11 with games, uh, three different teams up in Idaho. Got an earlier than normal kickoff, and uh, and then a, a traditional rivalry with the uh, Mountain Crest and Box Elder. Yeah, I and remember when I went to school, they came and uh, painted the Mustang out in front of the school. Oh yeah, purple. Yeah, they did that to us too. It was our is my junior year, it was our homecoming, and we we battled it out with Box Elder our sophomore year. We went to there for their homecoming, and they were ranked third in the state, and we beat them by twenty five. Like Jake Caressa was mauling their quarterback. Saw him in the state championship. We scored, we scored 12 points in 45 seconds and then had to hold on for dear life just to finish it off to win the state title. The following year, at our place, we're the number one team in the state, and they, on a QB sneak with 31 seconds left, on a QB sneak on, like, third and one, he goes, uh, the Davis kid goes 50 yards for a touchdown. Oh, man. And he drops the ball at the one-yard line and goes into the end zone. Oh, So no. he didn't score, and the ref never signaled touchdown until finally no one picked up the ball, and he finally did. It was crazy. That's Just nuts. Bonkers. That's nuts. So those games always get exciting. So next well. week will be another exciting week, but uh, this week, just I some really wait, interesting man. games. Ridgeline Stansberry is my one. All of these Region 11 teams will have their games video streamed uh, and archived on Cash Valley Daily. We've got great radio partners, great play-by-play teams. Awesome. These guys are awesome. A lot of experience here calling these games. Um, we're just super blessed to have so much radio talent. A National Radio Day calling these games for See, us. See, if you want to wish these guys a happy National Radio Day, by all means, do it. Yes, absolutely. That's fine. Uh, again, Rod Sundel, Tommy Nilton for Bear River. John Newbold, Rex Davis for Skyview. Craig Hislop, John Russell for Green Canyon. Al Lewis, Josh Anderson uh, for Logan. And, and Dave Simmons, Nick Zollinger for Ridgeline. A.J. Knight and John Olson will be helping out with the Mountain Crest game. I'm looking forward to these games. This is just good to have high school football back. Hey, speaking of football, again, tomorrow's scrimmage, high noon. Beware of thunderstorms. There is some kind of There's a chance coming. Yeah, something's coming in. It's just a matter of when does it arrive. When does it arrive? So just dress appropriately. Shorts. But just hope that it uh, holds off until the scrimmage is done. And... Uh, uh, yeah, let's hope that it uh, something comes together there for Utah State yeah. for the fans. And, and I'm looking forward to it tomorrow to see these guys in action in their final scrimmage that we get to see uh, before they get ready for Washington State's close the rest of the way through. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of things out of these guys, especially the offensive side of the ball. I know what the defense looks like. It's the offense. I'm I still have a couple of questions. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Because this is a the we've we've heard a lot about the offensive minded head coach and what he's done at Arkansas State. And some of those people are coming with him or they're connected to him. So I think there's a mindset that Utah State offensively should be able to do some of the things that they did in the past. Hop, tempo, high scoring. But there we still have a lot of questions about what that offense is going to look like and how it's going to come together. Defensively, there's these are a lot of people we don't really know from history, but from the people who are here and the transfers that have come in, I'm with you, Aj. I feel more 
I guess, more solid at what this defense looks yeah. like and what it can do. I'm okay with the defense. I still got questions about the offense. And, and the quarterback position, too, hasn't entirely sold me yet. The quarterback position, like, I want to see when Peasley gets his reps in. I want to see when Bonner gets his reps in. When are they working with the ones? Or who's working with the ones most of the time? Do they bring Peasley in with the ones to do something else? Like, whether it's, you know, Wildcat or whatever it is. Um... Yeah, I, there's, I have a lot of questions for the offense. So, And we'll have all the audio, by the way. Eric and I will be there live. We'll have post-game or post-scrimmage audio, I should say, on Monday for you. We'll post it online as well. So. And watch for photo galleries of games oh, from on tonight. Valley Daily. On yes. Cash Valley oh, Daily. Yes, so cool. Watch for a photo gallery of the scrimmage from Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. We'll have that. we got some great photographers helping us out. They'll be all available for your viewing and watching pleasure on CashValleyDaily.com. For Tom Silverstein, big thanks to him for joining us on today's show. For Eric Franson and Mazi Salveson, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you at Maverick Stadium tomorrow, high noon. Enjoy the high school football tonight.